Yo, yo, yo. Levels are good. Levels are good. It's a vibe. Fresh out the shower. <laughs> oh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Welcome, everyone, to Just Our Opinion, guys. The Jug Podcast. Hosted by myself, Big John. And I can't even think of something to call you, oh. Oh, it's fine, my Just brother. Oh, I should have some AKAs though. <laughs> I'll speak, uh, yeah, I'll come up with some AKAs at some point in life, but yeah, we need to do that, man. In anything, to... yeah, my AKA be the AKA no comment, no comment, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. No comment to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> ah, yes, so another day, another dollar, another episode. So much more stuff has happened in the world to myself. I don't even know where to start. I think I start off by going subscribe, like on Spotify, follow my Instagram, J-O-O-G underscore London. I do post up the link in my bio and in my Insta story. So you can just click on it and it will take you straight to Spotify and it will take you to the podcast. So yeah, I need you guys to start listening and start sharing. Please share this on your social medias, please. If you're listening to this episode, that's why I'm doing it at the beginning and I will do it at the end. Um, make sure you stop, like and subscribe and post that shit on your social medias right now, right now as you're doing it. Oh, how you been, man? My brother, I'm good, you know. Thanks for asking. Been another week, been another hustle. Been blessed, man. How about you? We like, we like that. Um, uh, it's been a bit of boring week. Um, I need to get back on, not need to get back on my grind. I just need to stay on my grind. Mm-hmm. I've had a very uh, lethargic week. So it's been one of those, haven't been, I've been working, but I haven't been working while I'm working, maximizing my time. So <laughs> I don't want to get into a, well, I didn't do anything this week. So I might as well not do anything next week type of thing. I need to just go, you know what? Chalk that to the game and go, tomorrow's a new day. It just means I can start fresh, harder tomorrow. On a mean? side note, yeah. Shout out to everyone who done their taxes this week. Swear down. I mean, to be fair, this episode might not see, <laughs> it might not see the light of day. <laughs> might not see the light of day. But we are going to try and get through this episode. If someone kicks down the door because they need to shut down this place, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, topic for today. What do I want to talk about? Accountability. Mm. Accountability. When are we going to take accountability for our own actions? Great question. You know, accountability at the workplace. If things are not going well for you, when do you start to look within rather than out? Mm -hmm. Is it your boss's fault? Can you get to work on time? Are you always late? And then you seem to have issues at work. Are you not being productive enough? In a relationship, Are you being attentive to your partner? Um, Are you listening to your partner? Are you doing things for your partner? Your friends. Are you being a good friend to your partner? I mean, to to your friends. Are you being a good friend? Accountability. It's important. 110%. So, 
you know what? It's a, it's a concept that only just came about recently because you know the saying of, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this on a, um, the previous episode or not, but there's a saying about how you should treat others the way you'd want to be treated. Yeah. But I came across something where it was saying, treat yourself the way you would want to be treated. Like that. And the biggest part of it is so many people in life blame others for where they are rather than themselves. Mm -hmm. And those people often are the most irresponsible and often make the worst decisions. Um, I've definitely got people in my circle like that. I know you've definitely got people in your circle like that. And I think it takes a lot of mental like, courage mm -hmm. to take responsibility for your actions because not many people feel like, I think it's easier to feel like you are where you are because of other people and because you was destined to be rather than wake up to the fact that no, you actually have more power to with things than you think. So you know what? You being a better friend mm -hmm. is what will get you better friends as an example. Yeah, no, I completely, uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. That's uh, the type of way that I live my life. I'm very, I take accountability for my actions all the time. And that's why I try and not get angry at situations that don't go my way. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm so self-aware of myself, I then become more understanding of others. Mm -hmm. Um and it makes situations, it doesn't really last for me because I can see someone, for an example, um, someone that I've got conflict with at work mm -hmm. and I have to check myself, stop going, all right, okay, John, I know my downfalls. I know that um, I don't really have a lot of patience. Have I been mm -hmm. having patience with that individual? Is that why that friction's happening? But at the same time, I know they might be dealing with their own personal issues. Yeah. So I don't really like to, I give them first, second, third, fourth, fifth chances, depending on the severity of the situation. If they killed my cat, then it's a matter, even though I ain't got a cat. Um, Shout out to Sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, understanding. So, you know, a lot of situations, um, they tend to not really escalate with me because I'm always looking at how can I do this better? How mm. can I avoid getting in this situation, you know, further down the line? And I feel like this is a real, a real problem with people um, that I know, but just in general in the world, like when it comes to um, people's views, um, like I was having a conversation about immigration with, uh, I'm not going to mention the person's name because I don't think they want to be mentioned. And they were like, oh, all these fucking Chinese people, uh, oh, they wow. want to take over the world. Um, they're bringing their diseases, you know, um, with this new disease outbreak that's going on. The coronavirus. Yeah. Um, that's a mad name, coronavirus, you know. How am I supposed to drink corona after hearing the coronavirus? That's a maza. Um I lost my train of thought there. Um, yeah, so this person was being extremely, he was talking about, yeah, we should we we should um, check, we, we need to check on our immigration and, and, and stuff like that because um, 
he he felt that there was no accountability. They just come in here taking the money from this mm-hmm. country, and, so, and they don't have to pay certain taxes and whatever. And this is come from a guy that is a comes from it. He's an immigrant, not even come from an immigrant family. He's an immigrant himself to this country. And I was like, bro, like you went through, you went through hard times. You were even on job seekers for the longest time he was. You was not taking accountability for the actions that you were um, uh, 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 immigrants to this country and you weren't doing stuff when you, you could. You were the same person. You were the same person. And not even to say you were the same person, they might not even be the same people. Everyone's individual. So, like, there might be a small subse- subsection of uh, Chinese people that come to this country. I'm just using it because that was the conversation I was having with the gentleman. Um, <laughs> that might not do nothing, but that might not be the case of the vast majority. The vast majority are taking accountability for their life and they're getting up and doing stuff and actually being productive to society. And so, and I'm with you because... Um, it goes back to something very simple. A lot of people are just selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Word. a lot of them can recognise that, oh, no, 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 I'm just being selfish. And some people genuinely believe, oh, I think it's just the right thing to do. Where, oh, I'm I'm different. I'm a different circumstance. And it's a lot of, um, there's been a few first generation migrants who share that same opinion, which is, we benefit. And this is the thing, but I think with us, I think a lot of us, those especially who brought up in that maybe Afro-Caribbean, uh, more Afro than the Caribbean side, may identify more as the country we are from rather than the country we was born and raised in. Yeah. So I see myself as more Nigerian than British. Mm-hmm. And I could never consider myself English for many reasons to just study English history. Um, but at the same time, you have others who identify as English. Yeah. So in their minds, they almost forget where they actually was migrated from. So they see themselves as English. So for me, considering myself British basically means I migrated here mm-hmm. rather than I'm, I am from here. Yeah. So I will always have empathy towards mm-hmm. those who are also migrating from here. But again, most people are selfish. People feel like, oh, all these people coming in, it means I can't get the benefits I need uh, or maybe get less or I can't get the house I need. Because housing is probably the biggest thing because most of it, um, they say people at the top of the list of when it comes to council property is asylum seekers, mothers, um, big families, Mm -hmm. for example. And often people who are migrating here are coming with big families. We might get mom, dad, seven kids will get like a three, four bedroom property. Okay. So again, it just goes back to, and that's the thing, personal accountability. Most people, rather than going and earning something, they want to be given something. Yeah. And a lot of them also feel like they are entitled to give something. They're just waiting to be mm-hmm. given something rather than going and earning it or going and taking it. So yeah, I'm with you 100%. But to speak on your friend, because it's not about throwing stones or shitting on people here. I would say to anyone who kind of feels along the same lines, are you happy with where you are? One. Two. Do you feel you can even do something about it? 
Yeah. And then my third question would be, what do you think you can do about it? Yeah. Because one thing I realised myself, well, this is a mad grown-up podcast episode today. Um, but We grow. Yeah. One of the things I realised, um, my own bitterness from other people, like other people that maybe I knew I didn't know who achieved what they wanted, it came from a fact that I myself wasn't happy with where I was and or I wasn't pursuing what I wanted in terms of happiness or what success, whatever definition that was. And whenever I made conscious actions in those di- in that direction, the bitterness dissolved. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, my last point on this is, and this is probably the essence of everything we're speaking about, there's more than enough to go around. Yeah. I think that's the mis- biggest misconception. There is more than enough to go around. There's just greedy motherfuckers out here that don't want to share. Really, and that's where the problem lies. But touching on something that you talked about, race, and bringing it into accountability, mm-hmm. I was um, I was at work, and then on my work break, um, I have a friend that lives next door to one of the places where I work. Mm-hmm. So he was having a little soiree, shall we say. Um, <laughs> and there was like a couple people there. Um and they were having a merry time with uh, some alcohol and, uh, how can we say, we call it Charlie in the streets. Um, <laughs> that cocaina. So I'm just there. I don't do drugs, um, not even weed. But so I was having mad cocaine conversations. So if you don't know people who haven't taken cocaine or been with brown people that have to- taken cocaine, they really get talkative. Right? <laughs> Real chatty guy. Which is cool because I love a conversation, yeah. but race coming to it. And um, a question was asked to me, um, why do all people that are mixed race um, always side with their black side? Right? <laughs> and it's like, and it was like- I was Not with, always, but yeah. yeah. No, that's what it was posed. Yeah. Yeah. So I was with three Caucasian people, three of my white brethren. Um, and one sister, should I say? And um, I was like, but that's not the case. I was like, I grew up in a particular time um, in Hackney, and my school was on the border of Tower Hamlets and Hackney. And at that time, Tower Hamlets was the white borough. Um, mm-hmm. Hackney was a black borough. My school was on the uh, on the cusp, so all the black people were from Hackney, all the white people from Tower Hamlets. Now, the mixed race people fell into two categories. If you were born in Tower Hamlets and you were mixed race, you identified with your white side. Yeah? Mm. So you're more white. If you were mixed race and you grew up with Hackney, you identified with your black side. Yeah? Um, that's how it just went down. So I was like, no, it's not about the um, um, people that are mixed race identifying with their their white side, uh, with their black side, it really depends on the circumstances that are around them. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, one of the people giving the examples, he was like, he's an, he's a, he's an older, gen- older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, man, I think they always side with their black side because when I was growing up, when in like during the Brixton riots, he was saying, and he was like, um, they, um, they were always like, oh, fuck the police and fuck these people. And um, they were always, um, they, they, they were writing with the black people. I was like, well, what you got to understand, understand is at that time um, in this country, it really wasn't being, it really wasn't nice to being a, a person of colour. 
Absolutely. Like you, you've got to understand times have changed, but there needs to be, there was no, you need to take accountability for the people, the generations have passed. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a white person, um, it's a, I want to say a famous quote that I say all the time, but I say this all the time. I come from a, an era where I had to be fearful of white people. 100%. I had to be fearful of white people. Now, it doesn't mean if there's 50 million white people in this country right now, let's just say, um, that 49 million may be the nicest people in the world. right? And there might be 1 million that are bad. But unfortunately, the powers that be in this country did not make it easy for people of colour. So I used to say this phrase, and I still say it today, is all white people are racist until proven otherwise. And then whenever I always, I always say this to my white friends, and it brings a bit of an air of uncomfortability mm-hmm. to the situation. And then I explained my reasoning why. I was like, growing up, I had to be fearful because everyone, I, I grew up in areas or went out in areas where people were racist, right? People, white people are racist. So until I have a conversation with you and I know your intentions, I just know that you are potentially can do me harm. So I'm like, all white people are racist until proven otherwise. Now that type of mentality is shifted right now, but it still holds true because certain situations haven't changed. And then whenever I have this conversation, I mentioned it in the the the, the night of cocaine and the alcohol, me not taking. I me- I mentioned that statement, and then one of the guys one of the guys got kind of offended by it. I was like, you need to understand there needs to be a certain level. Of, I said accountability, right? Of maybe not you, but people that look like yourself, how their behavior was. Most probably even your parents. Facto, your parents, yeah? I'm not saying that you need to you need to right the wrongs of their sins, mm-hmm. but you need to understand how people of colour may feel right now. So even just just having that thought in your head shows a, a greater level of ex, um what's the word I'm gonna, a great level of um, awareness. Awareness, yeah. You're just taking accountability of people's the actions of others that are deemed your circle or you are part of, or you are part of that gang, which I think is a really, a really, really big point. And it's funny because, not even funny, but it's peculiar in a sense of, there's so many layers of racism, not even being aware it exists or it's even within you is already the first. And it's, it's like, you know what, there's nothing to talk about if you don't recognize it. Um, and fundamentally, if I want to describe racism, this is what racism is like. Especially towards the Caucasian. Like you have imagined... Caucasian. <laughs> the Caucasian. Yeah. White people, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. or, no, but yeah, you know, we, we go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one, somebody lives in a mansion that their grandfather passed down to them. So their mother and their father lived in a mansion, now they live in a mansion. Somebody knocks on the door who's homeless. He's a grandfather. Him, his children, and his grandchildren have all been homeless. And he tells the person on the door, 
your grandfather stole my house. He was homeless and he stole my house. And literally we've got generations of my generation, of my bloodline, who are also homeless. What do you do as a human? So I'll fully expound upon that because- Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. That was deep. That was deep. That was deep. I I, hope you caught that. I hope you understood what he just said because that was deep. That was an onion right there. and, And this is the thing because now you can separate it out between different Caucasians. Some will be like, regardless, some might feel bad, but who would give the mansion back? We're humans. And you know what? No one. And you know what, yeah? You know what makes it even worse or more profound? The homeless guy isn't even asking for the mansion back, even though he could because he owned the mansion. They're not even asking. They'd actually be happy with maybe just a one bedroom of some sort. We'll build the rest. Some would even go as far as say, you know what? They stole our mansion, but we're going to build another one. There's so many layers across human history, even with Black Wall Street in America, where they were seen as creating their own mansion. What did they do? They went and tore down that next mansion. We already stole your mansion. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing you build another one. We're going to tear that one down. Or even just, we've seen you build up a little hut because Black Wall Street in relation to what was taken was very massive, massive difference. Some would say, you know what? Oh, wow. Sorry to hear about that. Let me get, let me make a soup kitchen for you guys. Mm-hmm. Or here's some blankets and tents. So just that, there's so many levels. Now, Am I saying that everyone should give back the mansion? No. I'm mentioning the fact that you cannot expect for somebody who whose situation... Yeah. You, you can't expect someone to understand your bad situation if the system was designed for them to be in a better situation or a good situation. So that ultimately, the system was designed to give certain people the mansion. Yeah. So, and you're happy with the mansion. I can't expect you to understand my plight or want to help my situation. Mm -hmm. Especially if it means you go back to being homeless. Just for the sake of Mm self-preservation, it takes a different different type of human being to do that. Um, So even, that's my thing about personal accountability, just blame other people. And I think it's a two-way coin as well because there's people who won't leave the mansion until they get given another one. Mm. Rather than just build their own, they're just there at the door waiting, give me, that they can't build the mansion themselves again. And it goes back to the point of, a final point I want to mention on this one is, you have the power to... achieve your own level of happiness or success. And the way you do that is by controlling what you can control. Mm-hmm. Can you control that a mansion was stolen from you? No. But you can control how you react yeah. afterwards. And in your universe, or even yourself, how much personal responsibility is taken for people's actions or situations from across people you know, including yourself? 
Wow. Um, not a lot. No, no, not at all. But yeah, even going back to dating, <laughs> how many girls you know take responsibility for like the issues that happen to them, whether it's a guy that they with or interested in letting them down or vice versa? Because I'll, I'll speak for you. I'll speak for myself, bro. Like so many times I've noticed people they're quick to say, oh, you know what? I'm unhappy because of this person. Yeah. Rather than, no, 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 no. Maybe you're unhappy because you allowed this person to do things to you that you wouldn't accept. Preach. Preach. And you didn't stand up for what you actually will accept and what you won't accept. Mm-hmm. It's so many. You start with a deep question. You start, you start with a I know. deep question. Um, but guys, um, yeah, so just to round this up, um, Really think about what you can do to make a change for the positive for yourself and for the people around you. Accountability is key for growth and good mental health. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll get back to the fuckery. We'll get back to the fuckery like next episode. Yeah, we will. We'll get back to all the shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Signing out. Sign. Yes, no, subscribe, like, share. J-O-O-G underscore London is the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, my podcast is on Spotify. Please mm-hmm. listen, like it, share it on your social medias. Oh, your social media. Uh, at Emilio, um, that's E-M-M-I-L-L-I-O underscore. 2020, accountability, and we're out. Yeah, yeah.